ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back here to Pure Finesse with the host, Jacob Murchison, and the man to my left who happens to think he's going to an American Idol with how much pitches he's trying to perfect before coming on, Mr. Malcolm Govius. Thanks. Thanks for the, another great introduction. Ah, been that's what I'm here for. I've been told with my stash, I'm kind of looking like Austin Matthews. A.K.A. More, the most good-looking man in the NHL today. Well, more more when I had the flow going too, I was looking like Matthews. Nowadays, I'm just looking like I don't know, just comb with a mustache. So I think that's real right. original, real original. Yeah, the lip sweater is looking pretty nice. Um, Thanks. you may get the wax. You should get that just for men to make it real thick. To make it thick, eh? Mm. Yeah, like real thick. Might have to. I'm only gonna shave it once the Canadians win the cup. So, well, I don't know. Oh. I mean, you have to get the touch of gray when that happens. Cole Crawfield. How did you leave? Oh, we we're talking about football today, but I yeah. just want to say Cole Crawfield has as many overtime goals as Wayne Gretzky. So <laughs> he's yeah, the goat. Yeah. He's the goat. But yeah, you said it here, Malcolm. Yeah, it's the NFL draft today as the topic. Uh, first real sporting event that we saw a mass crowd of, I think over 50,000 people showed up to Cleveland for the three day extravaganza. Yeah. Everyone was vaccinated. Uh, I was real, real jealous that I wasn't able to go because I think I've been wanting to go to the NFL draft since I was able to speak. So to see COVID ravage this was a kick in the pants, I'll say to say the least. But uh, yeah. there was no shortage of talent as per usual in the NFL draft. And the first two picks were automatic locks with Jacksonville drafting Trevor Lawrence and New York Jets drafting, who looked like he was ready to go to senior prom, Mr. Zach Wilson. And the draft really started with the third overall pick with San Francisco drafting Trey Lance quarterback out of North Dakota State, the alma mater to Mr. Carson Wentz, the best Philadelphia Eagles quarterback in the 21st century, if you can believe that, Eagles fans. Yeah. Malcolm, are you shocked with Trey Lance going third overall rather than Mac Jones, Justin Fields? Uh, I'm 100% shocked. I think there's a – but then again, um, Kyle Shanahan was saying at their pick, he said there's five quarterbacks he'd be happy with getting. And obviously Trey Lance was one of them. So I don't think San Francisco feels like they reached for Trey Lance or it's a bad pick or they regret that pick. Cause I feel like they're going to be happy with, because they knew one and two were going to be locks. They're going to be happy with any other guy they could get. Um, but I'm just surprised that they didn't go Justin Fields. Cause that's who I thought I, both of us thought was going to be number three. Yeah. Trey Lance, uh, in San Francisco's mind was the most NFL ready quarterback. If you could yeah. picture that, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be starting to start off the season because of Jimmy G and that contract yeah. that they're going to have to get rid of. And, you know, the way that Kyle Shanahan was talking about his roster going into the draft, like not guaranteeing anybody in the world was going to be alive after Sunday. It's kind of like that showed behind your right shoulder, Mr. Ozark there, you know, he should be on that <laughs> show working the cases. But Trey Lance has third overall pick in San Francisco. I think is going to be a good player because he's very, very versatile in the way he can throw the ball and run the ball, unlike throwing six or three yards in an NFC championship game like Jimmy G did. Exactly. So, and there's really good – it's a really good team to be with right now because you have the best left tackle in football, arguably, in Trent Williams. You have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. You drafted Trey Sermon from the Ohio State University. No big deal. So San yeah, Francisco is having a really <laughs> – San Francisco is in a really, really good place, regardless of who the quarterback is. So I think Trey Lance has got all the tools to, six, to succeed if he is the day one starter in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think he'll be able to learn under Jimmy Garoppolo 
pretty easily, but I don't know if Jimmy really has that much to offer him. Like you Lady said, Lady Killer. Exactly. Maybe that's it. Um, with the next like notable pick, uh, was two picks after Trey Lance. It was uh, Jamar Chase who got trapped drafted by Cincinnati with the fifth overall pick. He's the wide receiver of LSU. Um, Joe Burrow is reunited, right? He's reunited with his wide receiver. We see a lot of that in this draft, like QBs, uh, running backs, wide receivers being reunited with each other from college. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people are saying that Cincinnati should have went with the online pick and protect Joe Burrow instead of getting more weapons uh, for him to use. Do you think they should have gone online or are you happy with them picking? Well, if you look at the mock draft, right? Penny Sewell, I think, should have been the lock. Yeah. Go fifth overall to Cincinnati. But I guess you can't pass up this unbelievable talent like Jamar Chase has. Didn't yeah. play in 2020, like we've said before. But if you want to look at the Cincinnati Bengals weapons right now, you can see Jamar Chase, you can see T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. So they got a lot of weapons for Joe Burrow to throw to, but they have to have yeah. time to throw those weapons. You have to have time to get exactly. to those playmakers. So if they're trying to, you know, Jonah Williams, they drafted Billy Price, they drafted, they haven't played a whole lot of football for them. So if they can stay healthy and hopefully they can try to figure something out, but man, the uh, AFC North has no, like the pass rushes in this division are no joke. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's, I think the AFC North has consistently been one of the, well, me and you biased, obviously, but it's been consistent. Well, if you look of, at Baltimore's defense, exactly. Elias Campbell and Godway last defenses. year, Ray Lewis, exactly. Terrell Suggs previous years. And I, I hate to admit, but like Cleveland's defense is going to be really insane. Could be a number one defense this year with their pick. You're taking up Ben Roethlisberger again. And their signing. So I'm scared to see Pittsburgh play all of these defenses. Maybe not Cincinnati. Maybe not Cincinnati. Much, <laughs> but Baltimore <laughs> and Cleveland's for sure. Right. So the first. Alabama player taken off the board was Miami Dolphins at sixth overall, and they drafted receiver Jalen yeah. Waddle, not the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. But to tell you the truth, I think Jalen Waddle was the best receiver out of the two of them because Jalen Waddle missed all, basically all of last college football season due to an ankle injury. So I think Justice served himself right, and he got to be taken higher than Devontae Smith. And like you said, you're talking about reuniting receivers with quarterbacks and the the NCAA championship winning tandem of Jalen Waddle and Tua Tagovailoa are going to be reunited in Miami. Yeah, I'm just happy to see Tua getting some weapon because I know a lot of people have been harsh on Tua uh, last year. I don't think he played as bad as everyone's saying he did, um, but he's going to have a season. This season's going to be like his season to make himself a bigger name in the NFL. So no sophomore slump for Tua. I don't think so. I think it's not going to be a sophomore slump. I think he's going to have Waddle there. He's going to have a lot of weapons. To, like his Wolf Fuller there too, who Fuller will be like that number one receiver for Miami. Um, I'm Devontae so I, Parker. I don't think Devontae Parker. I think he'll oh. be, I know. Oh. It, it's, but look at all those weapons then. Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, Wolf Fuller, and now Jalen Waddle. I think Tua has the weapons to not have a sophomore slump. So hopefully he can do that. He said the same thing about Baker. They said yeah. the same thing. <laughs> um, with the next pick, though, this one was a shock to many because everyone thought Carolina was going to pick QB, or if they did pick cornerback, which they did, would be some other big name. But they actually went with J.C. Horn, uh, eighth overall pick, uh, the cornerback out of South Carolina. Go Cox. Yeah, and so this was baffling to all of us because we saw Justin Fields flipping, right? So we're like, maybe he goes to Carolina. They just got Sam Darnold, but maybe he goes there and learns under them blah 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 or they pick if they're picking cornerback why not pick Patrick Sertan the second right who actually went a pick after so I think are you surprised for about like uh, J.C. Horn being picked eighth overall too 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you talk yeah. to anybody who knows anything about the NFL draft, he, he was not the top corner to be taken. Nope. In the <laughs> NFL draft, depth chart wise, it was Pat Sertan and JC. I mean, he's no slouch. He stays in state, goes to the Panthers, going from South Carolina. He's going to be a good player. Yeah. But Pat Sertan was there. And I don't know why, what would turn off the Panthers. I'm not taking the best cornerback available in the draft with Patrick Sertan, but it's, hey, it's their loss and Denver's won the game because they go from yeah. Chris Harris or even Champ Bailey, if you want to go even further back, Champ yeah. Bailey to Chris Harris and probably Patrick Sertan as three lockdown corners on a Denver defense who's been like that for probably about as long as you've been on the surf for 20 years. Yeah. So they just, they know how to find gems at secondary. John yeah, Elway so, knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. He, I'm just so surprised at that pick. Even after we saw Justin Fields flipping and we thought Carolina was going to pick him out, it was just as surprised as you were. And I'm not even an Ohio State fan or a bandwagon fan, I guess you could say. Well, yeah, you mentioned that Chicago Bears probably got the best quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And that's quarterback from the Ohio State University. And that's Justin Fields going to the 11th spot overall in the NFL draft, what do you think would turn off the other teams from not taking Justin Fields? I don't know. I, what I'm thinking is his, his injuries that he kind of endured, remember, uh, last season? Or I don't think like it can, inconsistency can be one because, like you said, well, we always have that thing like Ohio State shouldn't have made the, the college, play, you know, the college uh, playoff. Like I was saying, but you said, oh, yeah, they should because they're playing harder teams. I think he proved himself after he beat Trevor Lawrence and after he went and played Alabama. Thanks. Clemson, Who, actually, I yeah. think is what happened. They they completely just yeah, they did. Uh, and then went to Alabama. Alabama was just the heavy favorite to win, so I don't think you could do much there when you had to always have a stacked Alabama team. I don't know what San Francisco didn't see in him. Maybe they just thought, hey, Justin Fields is a quarterback that maybe wants to start right away in the NFL, and we can't have that because we have Jimmy still. So Trey Lance would be a better guy to just work, uh, just like be under Jimmy ride the bench and just learn all the notes and everything. So maybe that's what they thought, but I don't really know. I don't really have a great explanation for him sliding this far down. Well, I think the second half of the 2020 NCAA season was really, it was really a tale of two, two seasons for Justin Fields because the first half of it, I think he threw maybe two interceptions the whole season. And then the half, the next half of it was really, really shaky. He was not Justin Fields-esque in the Northwestern game. And that's when you saw Trey Sermon Ooh, yeah. run for 330 yards, breaking the Ohio State school record. But then he turned it around in the Sugar Bowl and he had a big time performance. I think if they win the national championship, we're still talking about the Sugar Bowl performance for Justin Fields. Uh, it just didn't happen that way. But yeah. I think it's perfectly what you said. He wants to start. I don't think he wants to sit. So I exactly. think when you're talking about draft interviews, you're talking about, hey, are you all right sitting with the bench? I bet he said no. Yeah. For obvious reasons, because I think he's got the tools to be a quarterback right now. He's six foot three. He's got the build. He doesn't need to bulk up. He's the man right now. So he get he did get picked by Chicago. And Andy Dalton, who was signed to Chicago, was promised the starting job. So who exactly. do you start week one? Is it Andy Dalton? Is it Nick Foles? Or is it Justin Fields? Well, they came out. I remember the tweet saying, this is our QB1, right? This is the guy who's going to be starting with Andy Dalton. So I think you have to start Andy Dalton in week one. Give him a couple games, two or three games. See how he plays out. And if it's not working out in those two to three games, I feel like they're just going to throw Justin Fields in there and say, hey, give it your best shot. See what prove to us what you can do. So maybe that's what's going to go down. But I think they'll start Andy Dalton first game. That's a shame. Damn shame. <laughs> I don't think it's a shame. Um, the, the next pick, the Los Angeles Chargers went out and 
protected Justin Herbert by picking Rashawn Slater, 13th overall, uh, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. I think this is, I think we both had this pick down because we, you didn't, I don't Cal know. Pitts. Oh, okay. I think I, oh yeah, you had Cal Pitts lower. Yeah, I think I had this one down because I think Herbert needs to be protected. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Do you think this is a great pick as well? Well, it was one of their needs, to say yeah. the least. They did get all-pro tackle Corey Lin- or all-pro center Corey Lindsay from the Ohio State. No big deal. But they go and try for Sean Slater, who's the second-best offensive tackle in the draft behind Penny Sewell. Yeah. And, I mean, they got to protect the future of this kid, Justin Herbert, because he's going to be an absolute stud. He's pretty, he's basically Trevor Lawrence already. He's six foot six and is an absolute gunslinger. He just doesn't have the – I mean, he maybe he can develop his legs like Trevor Lawrence has, but yeah. I think it's a very, very wise move to keep Justin Herbert healthy because they're going to need him to stay healthy if they want to have any success because they're going to be, they're in the division with the chiefs. They're in the division with the Raiders and both those teams are treading upwards. Exactly. The Chargers still kind of status quo because they yeah. lost probably the best tight end of football in Hunter Henry to new England. And that's yeah. why they should have drafted Kyle Pitts, but they want to trade up to four and take all that draft capital away. So it's still a smart pick at 13 and get a really good offensive tackle. Yeah. New England made the first ever quarterback taken in the first round from Mr. Bill Belichick for obvious reasons, because they had the goat for 20 years there in New England. Have you ever heard his name, Tom Brady before? Oh, is he good at football? No, actually he was going to be a baseball player, but then hurt his arm. So they picked <laughs> Mac Jones quarterback from Alabama Got this one 15th right. <laughs> overall. Uh, doesn't come to a surprise to some people. I know Malcolm will be telling me all about it. Like he picked Mac Jones, but they just signed Cam Newton for that one year deal. Yeah. Is there another controversy here to start week one? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's Cam Newton. Like I said, though, even on the draft, I knew I got this pick right. But I said Mac Jones was going to be the Josh Rosen of this draft. So I don't think he's going to. That's a good comparison. What? Josh Rosen? Yeah. How many games did he play? Exactly. Like none, almost. And is he still in the league? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still in the league. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, as a third string water boy. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking Mac Jones is going to be. I don't think he's going to pan out to be this big uh, star quarterback that everyone wants to like, like he was in Alabama, right? I think Cam Newton will still get the starting job. Cam Newton had a really shaky year last year. Uh, he has to prove himself. He has to get back to MVP Cam form. I don't know if he can, but he's got to find a way to do it. I think they're going to stick with Cam Newton. Uh, just, I think they just got to change up their playbook. There's a lot of just awful plays. Uh, if, well, you if say playbook, you right? But look at the personnel Cam Newton had to have yeah, last year, uh, right? Like, yeah. who's Jacoby Myers? Yeah. And then Nikhil he had a bunch Harry. of these, these rookie guys like that we never heard of, and they started and there's playing. There's no established receivers anywhere. And the enemy's gone. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I think you got to give Cam Newton one more shot because you got yeah. two stud tight ends in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. To yeah. be weapons for Cam Newton, and nasty. honestly, those are probably the best two weapons he's seen since the 2015 season in Carolina. I, I can believe it. I think you need to give Cam Newton some chances instead of giving it to Mac Jones because I think Cam Mac Jones is going to struggle if he gets Week One. Oh, 100 percent. I don't think he's ready to be a starter, so that's what I'm saying. Cam's got to start. Um, the next uh, notable pick was the Giants, actually not picking Quiddy Pay. I thought they'd pick an edge rusher here in Quiddy Pay. Um, but they went wide receiver and they got Kadarius Tony at 20th overall, the wide receiver from Florida. I think they like, don't, don't you think they should have picked Quiddy Pay? Uh, they needed an edge rusher. He won like, um, like the pick we talked about earlier. I forget which one we were talking about, but 
oh yeah, Patrick Sertan going right after J.C. Horn. Uh, Pay went right after this pick at 21st Indianapolis to as an edge rusher. So I don't know why the Giants feel like they needed to pick a wide receiver right away. I think they should have went on the defensive side of the ball. Um, what do you think? What's your opinion on this? I think they went best available. I think that was Kadarius Tony at 20th overall. I think he was best available to pick. And if you look at this New York Giant offensive weapons here, because I think, yeah. honestly, the way the defense played last year, I think Dave Dellen was like, hey, if you guys can play the same way you did this year, last season, we're making the playoffs. We're in the NFC East because you got, if you want to say Daniel, Daniel Jones is a weapon, but for Daniel Jones, he's got Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and now Kadarius Toney. That's what I'm saying. Why do they have to pick Tony? I know you're saying best available, but even then, just having like a good um, depth edge player in Quiddy Pay, I think would have been a better option for them. Defense played good last year, regardless if they, they drafted Quiddy Pay. So, I mean, if they, they can, I think they're banking on the defense having another good solid season like they did last year because the Maybe, one thing yeah. that they suffered last year was offense. I think this is just a security policy if Saquon gets hurt again. Because he needs to, how many games? It's like, how many, how, like, what is the longest amount of games that Saquon's played in a season? I don't think he's played more than half of the season. Man, I picked him like second overall in fantasy last year, and he was out within two or three games. It was ridiculous. Exactly. And he, he's a guaranteed five-game miss player. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're so, going to be resting him for sure. So Exactly. Like, we're talking running backs here, and the first running back that was taken off the board went to your Pittsburgh Steelers at 24th overall from Alabama. That was Najee Harris. So, yes. nothing you say here that they broke the trend of taking running backs in the first round? Yeah, uh, I think it was a good decision for them because like we saw last year, I was just reading a bunch of reports and the score saying giving draft grades and they gave Pittsburgh like a C or something. I'm like, and they went with Najee Harris. They're like, oh, they should have went offensive tackle because that was something that really struggled. It it was, but I think the running game was just even worse. They don't have James Conner anymore either. He's gone. Um, you can't rely on Benny Snell, really. I think you had to get a running back here and Najee Harris was like, there's a, I'd say three running backs that were probably the best picks and Najee Harris was one of them. So I'm happy they picked him. Uh, I know there's a trend of avoiding our running back, but I just think it's the best available option for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't want to see it, they needed a running back. Yeah. Whether it was ETN or Najee Harris, they need exactly. to get only the one of those two and they picked the latter at Najee. So he's obviously going to be starting week one because you don't want any smell or whatever. Trey Edmonds, I think the other one. Trey is. Edmonds, yeah. His brother. Like, so, I mean, or Jalen Samuels, is that another one too? Yeah, Jalen he's good, but he's not an, an RB1, right? So you need to get that big starting running back. Those guys are good little pass catchers. Uh, smaller guys, so not Harris, bigger guy. I think he'll be able to bulldozer over some people this season, hopefully. Not Garrett or Clowney, but carry on. Maybe maybe Miles Garrett. Um Jacksonville was right after Pittsburgh and they actually went with running back as well. And they picked Travis Etienne 25th overall, the running back from Clemson. He, like we keep saying, he's reunited with Trevor Lawrence, who was picked first overall in the draft. But what I'm really concerned about here is what about James Robinson and the breakout season he had last year? Because I know Travis Etienne is going to be one of the guy who has a lot of touches and a lot of snaps, right? James Robinson's only a rookie last year or like very young last year. Um, do you think that James Robinson is going to be demoted or do you think they're going to stick with him and keep running it with him? One season wonder, buddy. James Robinson. Wow. One season wonder. Pretty good to pick up in the waiver wire in fantasy last year, but I don't think Jacksonville or anybody that really follows Jacksonville Jaguar football that would bank on having James Robinson having a season. 
like he had last year. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was shocked to see Travis Etienne go right after Najee Harris because there's <laughs> a lot more needs on Jacksonville than a running back yeah. right now. But they anyway, they went and drafted Travis Etienne. So him and Lawrence will have another nice great little, chem. yeah, great chemistry there in the nice sunshine state of Florida. And you see the good teams right now, they have a good one-two punch in running back. So, I mean, if they bank on James Robinson having another good season, like the Mike Davis kind of season, getting Christian McCaffrey when he was hurt, it could be a good, very good combination with ETN and Robinson running one and two. Easy ETN to playing NFL-style football. <laughs> yeah, he's really nice. Like I said, I, I'm Clemson, Clemson fan, so I've been watching ETN for the past like two or three years, and he's been going off. I was I wouldn't be I wasn't going to be upset if Pittsburgh even picked Etienne before Najee Harris, but I think I thought Najee was the better pick than Etienne. Ooh, la la. Just saying. Right, twenty sixth overall, the next pick, my Cleveland Browns were on the clock, and they went secondary and drafted Greg Newsom the second out of Northwestern. Go Wildcats! Not a primary need per se to be in Cleveland, but nonetheless, it's always great to have depth at cornerback. They lost Terrence Mitchell to free agency, so your third cornerback on the line, or even second for how good he is, is Greg Newsom. Defensive tackle, I think, was the primary need, but we'll get to that in a second. But they went and drafted defensive tackle later on the draft, so that was solved for now. But, man, do I have some ballers in the backfield on the defensive side. I can list them off for you if you want me to. Oh, thanks, I got it. Greg Ward. No, not Greg Ward. What am I saying? (laughs) Denzel Ward. Newsome. Greedy Williams. Randall Pitt. It's just star-studded all over the field, Malcolm. I know you don't like to say it, but is this not the best secondary in the NFL? Well, I'm the one who typed it down, right? I I agree with you. Like, I think they might be – well. They're not yet, but after the season, they have the potential to be the best secondary in the league and lock down a bunch of teams and their star players with this depth at the cornerback position and everyone else in the backfield. So it's going to be and scary. And I just to forgot see. to mention, sorry, your free agent acquisitions of John Johnson, the third in Troy Hill. Oh, yeah, I did that on purpose so you could hear it again. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, so it's going to be scary to play Cleveland's defense, but it's only a matter of time, right? You guys have been shit for how long? Thank you. Thank and you, Lou. It's only, it's only, it's going to happen, right? Once you're that bad for that long, you're going to get the picks and build a good team once you realize, hey, something has to be done. Right now, they still have the most overrated quarterback in the league, but the rest of the team's looking quite well. But, oh, I forgot. They also do have some guy who likes to swing helmets around in Miles Garrett. But other than those two guys, the rest of the team is pretty decent, pretty good. I love your wide receivers and Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. You have some good weapons in the backfield and Kareem Hunt. And Nick Chubb, possibly the best running back duo in the league as well. So it's going to be a scary sight for everyone in the AFC North, at least, to be playing. I would do like players. to point out, Baker Mayfield probably definitely now has more wins than commercials. <laughs> yes, more wins than commercials, finally. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but we're sticking on this Cleveland trend, right? They went out and picked, um, later on in the draft, Jeremiah Uwusu Koromora. I think I pronounced that correctly. Tried my uh, 52nd overall linebacker from Notre Dame. This was probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest steals of the draft. Just because he slid out, he was supposed to be a first-round talent, but he slid due to health conditions. I think there's some back problems he had, and scouts were like, I don't know if we want to keep, if we want to draft him because of these problems. 
So Cleveland ended up getting him, probably one of the bigger name, better names in the draft. I know you're very happy about it. Well, how do you feel about this pick? Yeah, it's an absolute home run to have this guy slide all the way to 52nd overall because if you remember, I had him going fourth. Yeah, to the Falcons. I know. And the main reason for that was due to a heart condition because heart a condition, lot of, a lot of teams were kind of scared to take him because of that. But all of the drafts or the doctors cleared him medically to play in the NFL. And I would say that there is a, is a big, I would say not, again, not the major need at defensive tackle for Cleveland, but one of them was linebacker. And they got an absolute stud, Jeremiah's Owosu Kormoa, because he can run, he can guard receiver at linebacker. He's an absolute yeah. speed he, demon. Yeah, he has some like, uh, who is the guy? Who was the Swiss Army knife last year who got drafted the Cardinals? Isaiah Simmons. Oh, Isaiah I'm Simmons. a Clemson fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could remember for a second, man. I'm blanking. Too many names to remember. But yeah, I, oh. that's who I that's who I would like compare him to, kind of, because he has all these abilities to go go to the backfield, rush the quarterback, get the running back. He, he can do almost everything, right? So I think again, Cleveland just stacking up on defense, having uh, another. Well, why do you need to stack up on offense? You're loaded everywhere. <laughs> I hate this. Loaded. Uh, the last, well, not the last. So we have some more notable picks, but for me, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they picked Presley Harvin the third, 252nd, 254th overall. Sorry, uh, the punter out of Georgia Tech. This oh, Yellow Jackets. This guy's 5'11", 263 pounds. He's an absolute unit, and he's a big punter. Um, someone he had some like good plays last year. Apparently, at maybe faking punts, he had a 41-yard touchdown pass. He had last year. Um, he can punt the ball 44 yards on average. Um, but some of the things that they said were some of his kicks were his shorter kicks were inconsistent, whatnot. So I know we have, I think, uh, Barry, we have as our punter, yes. Gordon Barry. He's been, he's been okay, right? He's been a decent punter. Nothing like amazing, not one of those punters you see like Pat McAfee, like you know their names, right? But Maybe Presley Harvin will come out and be one of those best punters in the league. Who knows? Do you remember Joey Julius back in the day? No. Penn State punter? Was he big? Oh, oh big. You want to say, it's like, no, no. Hey, you want me to put on your pasta sauce? You're going to look at Joey Julius right now. Presley Harvin, I think, is like exactly like Joey Julius. Joey Julius never played a snap in the NFL. <laughs> but if I do need you to, if you're looking for a good laugh, look at Joey Julius because he was blindsiding guys. Remember who was it? Johnny Hacker trying to blindside Cliff Averill. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. I what remember. he did. But Joey Julius was a big boy. Oh, this guy's a unit. I'm the looking unit. at him right now. He's exactly. a unit. So as oh Malcolm starts googly eyeing over Joey Julius, there were some more notable picks that happened outside <laughs> of the first round. And the first of them was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting Florida quarterback Kyle Trask in the second round. If you don't remember, Kyle Trask was up for the Heisman. He was yeah. in that conversation, but fell down the stretch, lost the bit, lost in the SEC championship game. Is this Tom Brady's successor? It could be. Tom Brady says he wants to keep playing for a handful of years, though, right? And only as long as he doesn't get injured or nothing happens, um, I don't see why Tom Brady would stop playing football because he just wants to go get as many rings as possible before he retires. And he has the ability to do that with everyone running it back this year on the field and off the field, like the personnel as well. So I think Kyle Trask, maybe, but it's only time will tell, right? Because we don't know how long Tom Brady will be playing. He says he wants to play another five years. Maybe it's only two, maybe it's seven. We don't know. 
I don't want it to be more than one. Right. Yeah. So another one I'll get to next is the Washington football team signed undrafted running back out of Buffalo Gold Bulls, Jared Patterson. Wow. If you don't remember this guy, he ran for almost over 600 yards in a game last year. So he could be a diamond yeah. in the rough that and, uh, like, probably could be I went undrafted. Exactly. You know, playing the Mac. So, you know, you don't get as much recognition yeah, for guess. doing these great achievements, but 600 yards, Malcolm. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like how do you not get like at least a seventh round pick out of 600 yards? I'm saying like, that's ridiculous. I don't know how you don't get picked. That's a whole, that's a whole offensive game, like a great offensive game all in one player. So how do you eight not? Touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns too. What the heck is he doing on drafted? Oh my goodness. I Sometimes I just don't know what's going on through these teams' minds and the GMs of these teams. Mm-hmm. But Washington getting great players. That's good for Washington too because – Well, you're talking about the running backs now. You got Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, yeah. and heck, maybe Jared. Bryce Love. Remember Bryce, Bryce Love? Bryce Love. <laughs> <laughs> so that's man, four good, that was like a year back. ago talking about Bryce Love, man. <laughs> I remember that. Time flies, man. Time flies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we talked about defensive tackle and the guy I wanted to draft from Cleveland, New England, ended oh, up yeah. drafting Christian Barrymore out of Alabama in the second round. But the reason why he slid so much admitted was personality concerns. You know, he was talking really? about maybe he's not coachable. He wasn't taking constructive criticism very great. But hey, if there's one team that you cannot succeed on is coaching, that's Bill Belichick in New England. So if he doesn't stand a chance anywhere else, kick rocks, kid, because Bill <laughs> Belichick will work. You to the core, and if you can't make it in the NFL, Bill Belichick is going to find a way to find out. Yeah, he's going to cut you if you can't stand the league. <laughs> oh, and this player, can, can I say it? Of course. Okay, thanks. Panthers draft Oklahoma State running back Chumba Hubbard in the fourth round. <laughs> I just like grinding Jay's gears. But uh, Oklahoma State running back Chuba. Thank you. Hubbard. I think this is a good pick. Um, I didn't expect him to be – I expect him to go, like, third round-ish. I didn't expect him to fall to the fourth. But Panthers getting a good uh, running back behind Christian McCaffrey because what if McCaffrey goes down again, right? Like, just like Saquon's been getting injured. Say, now McCaffrey's going to get injured. And you called it last year, too. It's like, oh, this is the year McCaffrey's going to get injured. Like, just watch. And he did. It happens. It just happens. It just, it just happens. So do you think it's good for them, too, just having, a, like, a security blanket at running well, back it's, almost? It's an absolute shame how this – great talent in Chuba Hubbard fell all the way to the fourth round because if he were to go if he were to declare last year in the NFL draft you're talking about being a first round talent yeah he had over 2,000 yards led the NCAA in rushing and then COVID hit and then had a very off par senior season in Oklahoma State and he fell all the way to the fourth round so I think Carolina I mean if they're not he's probably not gonna get much playing time the copy plays the whole 16 7, 17 games now but Chuba Hubbard was supposed to be a first-round talent if he were to be drafted last year. So hopefully he gets touches. I think he should. But it's just a shame because he should be picked way higher than in the fourth round. Yeah, but fine. my steal of the draft, that wasn't like my reach, if you want to say, in the draft. The Detroit Lions went and drafted USC wide receiver Ramon Ron St. Brown, 112th overall out of USC. Go Trojans, by the way. I think this guy is going to be an absolute stud of a receiver. I mean, he's... 112 overall, so I mean, he wasn't supposed to be anything special. But you looked at what the Cleveland Browns did last year, drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I talked about last year, saying he was going to be my steal, my reach. Mm-hmm. He went in the sixth round, and he got t- he got touches. Won a game for Cleveland with 10 seconds left against Cincinnati. 
I think this is exactly what's going to happen with Amon Ron St. Brown. He's going to get touches because Detroit has zero receivers to talk about right now. Zero. Exactly. And that's so what I, they were talking about in the first round, right? Everyone thought Devontae Smith maybe or one of these top receivers, and they went and picked Sewell. So I think like them picking Sewell and then you getting, like you saying, getting a steal of the draft at wide receiver, I think could be a good thing for them. And maybe this guy, you never know. There's always talent in the later rounds that break out to be superstars, right? This one could be. He has a good season, man, buying his jersey. Exactly. Coach Rogers. Ugh. Great Ew. color combos. Ew. But now we're going to get to some of the trades only in the first round that kind of happened. Um, just to recap what happened. There were so many. First there were so many later on. But in the first round, there was the Cowboys. So they traded. Oh, they got the number 11, uh, number 12 pick, which turned out to be Mikai Parsons. And the 84 pick, uh, which turned out to be uh, Chauncey Golston, the defensive end of Iowa. Uh, and they traded uh, their picks to the Eagles. The Eagles getting number 10 and obviously picking Devontae Smith. I think so, the only thing that's the last a, a very long time of the Eagles actually got it right in the NFL yeah, draft. Honestly, because Devontae Smith, like everyone's been saying, he could be the best receiver in this draft uh, just on the smaller end size-wise. But still, you see a bunch of small players in the NFL still, and they're succeeding pretty well. So I think it was good pick, a good uh, trade for both teams, in my opinion. Uh, the next one, the Giants, they got the number 20 overall pick. And like we said, Kadarius Toney. And they got the number 164, which I think they later uh, traded in later rounds. And they also got a 2022 first and fourth rounder. Um, and this was the pick. This was the trade to get Justin Fields. The Bears obviously got their pick, got Justin Fields, and have now three pretty decent quarterbacks in their locker room. Um, so they just kind of have to find out which one's going to be the number one guy for the long term. And then the last one in the first round, the Jets, they got the number 14 pick, which is uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard out of USC, who's very good. Yeah, and the 143rd pick, um, which I think later got to, uh, traded as well. And the Vikings, so they traded uh, to the Vikings, and the Vikings got the number 20, number 23 pick in Christian Derisaw, uh, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, very good pick. And the 66, 66th pick, uh, they picked Kellen Mond, quarterback out of Texas A&M. Um, and then the 86th pick, Wyatt Davis, guard out of B. Ohio State University. Yeah, I just want to talk about Calamon for a second because I was going to say very good development happening last night about Minnesota and how they didn't draft about what their decision was drafting. If he, if Justin Fields was available at 14th overall, Minnesota was going to take him. He was the number one guy that Minnesota wanted to succeed Kirk Cousins, which we did not. No one really saw coming. And yeah, he really isn't. And I mean, Kirk Cousins is aging. You know, I would I would say he's the most overrated quarterback in the league. So I think honestly, if Kirk Cousins doesn't have a really hot start to the season. It's a realistic expectation that Kellen Mond is going to be playing some snaps for Minnesota next year. And it's not like he was playing for a bad, bad bottom school, right? He was playing for Texas A&M. Uh, they were fifth in the country. Exactly. So he's not like he's a bad quarterback. So like you said, he could be that successor. That's what I was going to say, too. I thought it was real interesting to see Justin Fields being the number one guy on Minnesota's radar. I did not. I wouldn't have expected that. I think so, that would have just and broken even now with Aaron Rodgers being kind of walking his way out of town. Who's got the best quarterback situation in the AFC, NFC North? Because mm. Jared Goff's the new guy in town in Detroit. Yeah. Minnesota's got up in the air. Yeah, every, really, everyone else is really up in the air except for Detroit. I, I'd have to say Chicago, man. I'd have to say Chicago. <laughs> yeah, how can you not? What do you think? I 100% agree with you. I think they have the most upside because, I mean, if they have one of their quarterbacks don't really quarterback. start, they got two play, they got a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, exactly. A playoff quarterback in Dalton. Yep. And probably the best NFL ready quarterback in Justin Fields. Yeah. 
exactly. So I don't think how you can. I, I get I get the Vikings like you said they have overrated I don't think he's that overrated uh, Kirk Cousins and now Kellen like Mond too and then um, I don't know they, who did they pick Jordan Love right that's who Green Bay picked yes so they've Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers only gonna leave, only gonna stay if the GM leaves or is he kicked out of the league I thought it was um, the coach that he had a problem with uh, in Green Bay I thought they had some disagreements because you see uh, in who some, hired the coach. GM. GM. Yes, but I just thought it was some like because on the field you uh you would see uh the coach calling out some play Aaron Rodgers like no like, like I'm running <laughs> like exactly like, kick the field goal like um I want to score a touchdown win the game and now he's being roasted on jeopardy for that and it's not even his fault so I think Aaron Rodgers will probably walk away very soon oh my bad not birth control no it's a <laughs> whoa. No, it was like, oh, this is the time. Oh, never mind. That's something else. I thought it was for the podcast, but that's right. That was going to be at 11 o'clock, not 12. Right. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is totally content with leading Green Bay. Because if you say, if you look at the quarterbacks that they have, like that have been in Green Bay colors, no quarterbacks have run 16 seasons. Brett Favre played 16 seasons. Bart Starr played 16 seasons. Aaron Rodgers has played 16 seasons. So is he gone? Is he out of here? Stars are aligning. And I think it's only a matter of time before we see the real suitors step up to the plate and call on asking for Mr. 12 and green. Cause I think even then, if he's not fired, I think he's totally content with retiring. He can go, he's got his ring. I was almost 10 years ago. He's got it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be perfectly saying it's your daily double there, Alex. Yes. Time for your day. What do you want to wager? I think he's perfectly content with being, or even up for the nomination of being the permanent host of Jeopardy. If that were to happen. Yeah. He's but, got his, got his wife, Shailene Woodley, right? Uh, his young wife. And I don't even know that, you freak. How do you not know that? I do not see, nah. do not see them at Milwaukee games together. Milwaukee. Was that the notification that she posted something on Instagram? What was that your alarm going off that she posted something on Instagram? No, man. You just, no, I thought it was common sure? knowledge. I thought it was common knowledge if you know Aaron Rodgers that he, she, no. he's dating Shailene Woodley. I know, but... of, I know he dated Olivia Munn. I know he dated Danny yeah. Patrick. Yeah, and now it's Shailene Woodley. Oh, look at you, you stud. All right, Malcolm. You Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is just a stud, eh? Just a stud. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he, you know, if he can chuck beers at Milwaukee Bucks games like David Bakhtiari can, but, you know, I think he's working his way <laughs> up there and getting there. Yeah. But I, I just mentioned Milwaukee Bucks. Like, he's a part owner of Milwaukee, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he likes the city of Green Bay. So, I mean. Well, maybe he just retires and chills, <laughs> like you right? said. Like, what else does he need to prove anymore? He's got a ring. Like, and, he got, and he just got MVP. He's coming off MVP season. That's a good way to go, go out, right? But, like. When has this ever happened before? Like the NFL and the reigning NFL MVP wanting to leave the team? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, that I can remember. I mean, we have, hold on. We got four more months before the NFL season really kicks off. So there's a ton of time for those guys to start moving pieces. Maybe Russ for Aaron Rodgers, one for one, like call for CeCe. One for one, like call for CeCe. I think that's not a good comparison you can use, Hall for CC one for one, but I, I know what you mean. He, yeah, I just to rally you up. So there's only a matter of time for that happens. So I'm sure fans football rankings will be coming up very, very soon because we're almost at that time that NFL or fantasy drafts are going to be coming up very quickly. So until then, it's Jacob. And Cole.